start again with my kiss, my children, and my wife. I thank my God above that we live here today because the land still stands for freedom and they can't take that away. Salisbury Community Church. Please come forward and just kind of stand right in front here. Woo! Praise God. God bless America. Hoorah. Hoorah in the... I don't know. Face that. Salisbury UMC, 
Sit down. Because, here, because here's why. We'll do a transfer later. Okay. Right, this part is on, is on the transfer because they haven't worked out all the details. So, sorry. I know you would. I know. It says you have to be 18, though. So. All right. So nobody's. Wow, this is incredible. This is incredible. All right. For the rest of y'all, if you would please turn to page 47. And then I'll give you a. Yeah. All right, if you're on page 7 of 47, I'll just tell you a couple things. Where, you see, where it says the United Methodist Church, we're going to say Salisbury Community Church. All right, you can even scratch that right out if you have a pen. You can scratch that right out. Those words will never be said again in this congregation. So anything that has UMC on page uh, page 48, probably in your book, my numbers are different. <coughs> You'll see it again. There'll be two times that it says United Methodist Church. That's going to be Salisbury Community Church. Now for y'all 16, that, uh, maybe you're gonna go, your job's easy. All you're going to do is say I will when I ask you a question. All right, so you don't need to be on here. All right. As members of Christ. Universal Church, will you be loyal to the Salisbury Community Church and do all in your power to strengthen its ministries? Thank you. As members of this congregation, will you faithfully participate in its ministries by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? Beautiful. Okay, this is to the congregation. Members of the household of God, I commend all these people to your loving care. Do all in your power to increase their faith, confirm their hope, and perfect them in love. The congregation responds. We rejoice
in his lifetime. His name is Desmond Doss. Doss was a Christian who enlisted in the army during World War II as a combat medic. He was ridiculed, he was beat up, and he faced a court-martial during basic training because he refused to pick up a weapon. So he refused a direct order to go to the firing range. You see, he joined the army because he believed in the cause. He wanted to be a part of that unit. But he made a vow not to kill anybody, and he made a vow not to even pick up a weapon. All he wanted to do was tend to the wounded and save their lives in combat. Well, he eventually avoided the court-martial, and he was shipped off to Okinawa with the rest of his unit. His unit took part in a close combat battle, where thousands, thousands of Americans and Japanese soldiers were killed. The campaign was called Hacksaw Ridge. He stayed true to his Christian beliefs and he never picked up a weapon. But through his faith and through his heroism, he was credited 
was single-handedly saving 75 soldiers. And this was during the bloodiest recorded battle in World War II in the Pacific Theater. Under a barrage of gunfire and explosions, Doss crawled on the ground from wounded soldier to wounded soldier. He dragged severely injured men to the edge of a bridge, tied a rope around their waist, and then lowered their bodies down to the medics that were waiting below. He did all this in a single 12-hour period. In 12 hours, 75 people were lowered off of that ridge. And of course, he was constantly fired on by the enemy. Doss was later quoted as saying, I was praying the whole time. I just kept praying, Lord, please help me get one more. Lord, please help me get one more. The fact that he survived the battle and saved so many lives is nothing short of a miracle. His fellow veteran, Carl Bentley, who was also at Hacksaw Ridge, is quoted as saying, it's as if God had his hand on Doss's shoulder. He said, it's the only explanation I can give. <clears throat> President Harry Truman awarded him the Medal of Honor in 1945. Desmond Doss died in 2006. As I reflected on Desmond Doss' faith and in his trust in God, I was reminded of the current number of brave Christians around the globe, around the globe that are boldly declaring their faith and their allegiance to God in the written word. As of June 16th of this year, 5,800 churches have separated from the UMC. 5,800, including us, of course. Much like Desmond Doss, Individual church members, Christians, decided to stand true to their faith, regardless of any ridicule, regardless of the controversy that was surrounding it. We're blessed to have one member of our congregation who walked away from her church based on her belief in the written word and her faith in God. She attended that church for 53 years and didn't stay because of windows, didn't stay because that seat's been warmed up for 53 years. Didn't stay up because, didn't stay there because she was used to it. Didn't stay there because she had made friends inside that church. She answers to Jesus and Jesus alone when she's done with this body. Amen. 53 years. Now, Harry Truman can't give her a Medal of Honor. But our Lord's going to give her the crown of life someday. We'd be foolish not to recognize the work of the Holy Spirit in this present time. And we shouldn't be surprised about what's happening in the world today, even within so-called religious denominations. Revelation 22, 6 reads, And he, meaning the angel, said to me, These words are trustworthy and true. And the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, has sent his angel to show his servants what must soon take place. Part of what must take place is exactly what we're experiencing in the world today. People and denominations are turning away from God. They are turning their backs on our Creator. Paul had some advice for us 
In 2 Thessalonians 2.15, he says, Therefore stand fast and hold the traditions which you were taught, whether by word or by our epistle. I told Rick the other day, all I could think about was Mel Gibson in Braveheart yelling, Hold! Hold! Anybody see Braveheart? Right? We're told to stand fast. We're told to hold. Stay true to our faith. To stand fast means to have a rigid or unyielding position. We're called to be unyielding to the world. We're called to resist the enemy and all his attempts to take us off course during our walk with Christ. Now we're going to slip. We're going to fall. We're going to find ourselves on that wrong road every now and then. But like the prodigal son, we serve a father who loves us, who welcomes us back with open arms every single time we stray. Praise God. In Revelation 22.7, we hear Jesus tell the world, and he's telling us, Behold, I am coming soon. Behold, I am coming soon. And I personally believe that the Holy Spirit is preparing this generation for that. I'm not going to say he's coming tomorrow, he's coming next week, he's coming in a year from now. It could still be a hundred years, but whatever's happening today in this world, the Holy Spirit is preparing each one of us and this generation for the welcoming of Christ. I truly believe that. Just look what's been going on in the past few years. We've witnessed a mass amount of people across the globe either coming to church for the first time ever, returning Uh, to church after years of absence. Yes, thank you, amen. We had that plan. She was going to do it right at the right time. Or as in the case of our church, people are abandoning denominations that don't follow or promote the truth, the written word of God. It's amazing, the good part of what's happening in the world today. Some of you have returned to church after being absent for years. One of you, I know for a fact, it's been at least 50 years. Since you've attended church, that's the work of the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters. He is calling those who have claimed Christ. He's calling them back to church. He's calling them back to community. So that we can not just make a difference in our own lives and our family lives, but so we can make a difference in the community. Do you know who does the most inviting to a, new ch- or to a church? New people. New people. I mean, that's always the way it is. New people get excited. They come to church. They hear great songs. They hear a, a message, whatever. But what, the, the love, they feel the love of the church. And they go out and they tell people, right? So the Holy Spirit is bringing people back. Or bringing them for the first time. To churches that preach the red words, right? What Jesus says. And then those news, the new people are going out with excitement, showing them the love of Christ and bringing them into the church. 16 new people today... And I think the last group was 12. Right, Bill? When, when you joined, wasn't it like 12 people joined that, that week? Yeah. Because new people get excited. And they go out and they, please don't stop doing that. But that is the work of the Holy Spirit. He's bringing us back. He's bringing the fold back. As witnessed by those formerly joining our church this morning, many believers have abandoned their former congregations. Because they've turned their back on the truth. We see it up and down this road. We see it in our community. They don't care if what they're going to do goes against the Bible. They've said it point blank. They've said it. We don't care. We just want our churches to grow. What's a church without the Holy Spirit? 
dead, and it's a social club. Like Desmond Doss, they refuse to, these people today, that join today, they refuse to compromise. They refuse to just get along with society. Coming up here today and joining the church, taking a, a leap of faith, like Doss, they made their allegiance to God first, regardless of the fallout. I read somewhere, I love this, I read somewhere it says, what we believe shapes what we do. What we believe shapes what we do. Obviously, what this church believed shaped us into leaving a denomination that we disagreed with. The people, individuals, the individuals that have joined the church that are coming here, what they believe shaped them into leaving their churches. Amen? This is first-hand work of the Holy Spirit. It's obvious those that have left the denomination believe that the Bible is 100% true. That belief shaped what we did today. And just as importantly, we believe that God truly has a plan, and that plan will come to fruition. He's not up there going, oh no, we got a world war, we've got this. God is not surprised by any of this. He has a plan. Isaiah 46, 9-11 through tells us, Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring, declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times, things not yet done. My counsel shall stand, and I will accomplish all my purpose. I have spoken, and I will bring it to pass. I have purposed, and I will do it. The words of our Creator. God has a plan, and His plan never fails. No matter what seems to be going on in our lives, no matter what seems to be going on in the world, you turn the TV on, trust me, God's got a hand in that. You know, we... We've had private discussion. They talk about what's happening. Why is it happening to America? And you know, we could talk for hours about what we think. But I ask people to remember this. Israel is God's chosen people. Amen? How many times did he turn his back on Israel for them to learn a lesson? Right? They're in Egypt. They're in the desert. They have Assyrians. I mean, it just went. And God would be like, dudes, just obey me. So there's a bunch of discussions that we could have about what's going on in America, not to mention what they're allowing in schools, obviously in our governments and stuff, but the question still comes back to, are we being tested in America? Two years ago when we started talking about the disaffiliation, I reminded you what, what God said to the Jews. I created the vineyard. I made everything perfect, he said. I did all of this for you. Now it's time for you to choose between that vineyard and me. And many churches chose a vineyard, meaning the world. Not us. Not us. His plans will not fail. God's still in control. He's working behind the scenes. And he will accomplish his plans. And we, each and every one of us, are a part of that. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. Because of our faith in God, we can be brave when we wait to see those lab results. We can have faith when... Or facing unemployment or maybe even a loss of employment. Because of our prayer faith, if we're having problems with our personal relationships, we know that through earnest prayer, God will restore relationships. That is the Father that we have. As believers, we must know. 
We must know that he's working all things together for our good. Romans 8, 28. We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. Brothers and sisters, we have been called according to his purpose. Do you realize that? We have been handpicked. Not like the old gym days where you get picked last. We have been handpicked. That's pretty exciting. That should be our joy every week when we do joys and concerns. I've been handpicked for God's purpose. God spoke through the prophet Isaiah telling us that he declared the end from the beginning. I just read that. God declared the end from the very beginning. Before he ever created the heavens and the earth, he already had a plan for the end. He doesn't make this up as he goes along. Becky and I had to get together this morning and readjust everything and figure out what we're doing, you know, based on things changing. God, God, you know, he's got it. He had a plan from the very beginning, and he declared the end from the beginning. That plan is to spend eternity with those who honor, love, and accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. No other way to heaven but through Jesus Christ. So it begins with us turning to Jesus repenting of our sins and inviting him into our lives as our Lord and Savior. But it can't end there. It's not enough to just save ourselves. Right? We, we put that oxygen mask on us first. We save ourselves first. But then we have a duty. Those who are truly saved by God's grace are compelled, or at least should be compelled, to spread that good news to others. So they can be assured of that eternal life with Christ. That's the example I gave about new people being excited. They're compelled to go out. I mean, it's pretty cool going to a golf course and hearing somebody preach to people on a golf course about, you need to come to church. Right? It, it's cool to be at a coffee shop or at a funeral, at least for that part of it, or wherever we gather, we hear people inviting people to church. Hit a bear with your car, come to church. <laughs> when is it not appropriate? When is it not appropriate? We all know the great commission Jesus gave us, Matthew 28, 16 through 20. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, and to us, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. In the warming part, behold, I am with you always. A little early. I'll do it again. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. We may feel alone some days. We may feel like we're shut down, shut out. We're not. We're not. He promises right here to be with us always to the end of the age. Right? The old saying, God doesn't walk away from us. We walk away from him. Right? God doesn't separate. We do. But he's still there with his hands out saying, all right, get done with what you're doing. I'm here waiting for you. You're mine. Whoo! You're mine. That's, that's got to be a message. Right? When we accept Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we're marked. We, we, yeah, amen. We're marked. 
Right, so we, we can't see the mark, but we can see the results of that mark, amen? That's when we're kind to people, compassionate to people, where we're helping people, where we're pulling over on the side of the road, where, where we're not uh, doing revengeful acts like I want to do, right? We all get angry. That's how we show that we're marked, by how we react, how we act out in public, how we act with our families, how loving are we. That shows that we're marked. We are chosen. We are hand-picked. I'm not going to sleep today. It's too exciting. Desmond Doss rescued wounded soldiers and used a lifeline to lower them over a cliff into the waiting arms of army medics. I think our jobs as Christians is to recognize the wounded of the world and follow Doss' example. We need to get people off the cliff. We need to get them in the safe and loving arms of our medic, Jesus Christ. The enemy has chased and attacked the inhabitants of this world for too long. He has no right over a Christian. He has no legal right over anybody that accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. He's a defeated, defeated foe. But he messes with people. Just, it's a tough subject, but... Consider the number of suicides almost weekly. Even one's enough that should bring us to tears and drop us to our knees. My heart breaks every time I read. Because it's somewhere in there that the enemy convinced a boy, a girl, a man, or a woman that life isn't worth hanging on to. You might as well end it. That's crap. That's a bold-faced lie. And we've had it in our family. See, we talked about it before. People wear masks. We put a mask on. We come to church. We come to work. We come to school with smiles. Might as well just paint them on. We hide our fear. We, we hide our anxieties. I mean, I went through depression a couple years ago. Nobody knew it. Nobody. Hey, how's it going? Good. Wouldn't be better. See, we hide our depression. We hide our fear. We hide our loneliness when we're with other people. We wear that mask. Some of us just cry right outright. Some of us are hurting. Some of us are hurting so bad we're literally standing on that cliff. And we need help. Satan wants us to jump off that cliff, of course. But we Brothers and sisters in Christ need to offer them the lifeline of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. I ask you to pray to, the Holy, pray to the Holy Spirit this week and ask Him to point you to people that need help. If you do that, I promise you, He will show you somebody that needs your help. And then the funny thing is, the more you do that, the more that you're obedient, I've got heads nodding all over. The more you do that, the more people he will show you. The more people he... Becky started three years, maybe four years ago, of a man walking down without a jacket on. A reflective vest, right? Wasn't that... And, and she said she felt guilty. You know, you get that feeling in your gut. I should have stopped. I should have offered a coat. And then she was... <coughs> she did it. She went and got it and, and gave it to him so he could wear it and be safe in the dark walking up and down. Those little things that we think aren't little, you know, aren't big things, those are the big things. He will give us more and more people and then we bring them to church if they want to. If they want to. 
after the Holy Spirit points out someone to you and you lower them down that cliff that they're on, whatever it might be they're standing on, remember the prayer of Desmond Doss. When you're done helping that person, pray his prayer. Lord, help me get one more. Lord, help me get one more. Lord, help me get one more. Much like that battle of Hacksaw Ridge, the enemy will try and take you out. He'll put all kinds of obstacles in your way. He'll fire those, shoot those fiery darts at you. He'll do anything he can to keep people from coming to Christ. But Ephesians 6, 16 reminds us, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. We're called to take up that shield of faith and go rescue people. So let's go into battle and rescue some people this week. After all, we are called soldiers of the cross for a reason. Amen? Amen. So, bear with me for a second. Well, let's, let's pray. Let's pray. Father God, I, I just ask you to anoint us with the Holy Spirit as we go out and do your work this week. I would pray that you would give us your courage, your boldness, Lord. That as we see people struggling, as we see people on that cliff, Lord, that, that we would take your boldness and just be strong enough to reach out, to help them off that cliff. Help us to lower them into the arms of our medic, the great physician, Jesus Christ. We pray all this in your precious name. Amen. Right, so normally I do music here, but we're going to go into the 3 by 5 card because you guys have a song afterwards, right? No, we, I'm talking to myself. I told you we were at a little bit. The song I was playing now was the song you sang for the end. Because great minds think alike. All right, you got any cards? Any cards? Nothing. Oh, that must be one you need. You may have. Oh, you know. Sir? All right. Let's get her All right. Listen, we need to take we need to take four keys. We've got a lot of <laughs> <laughs> my key doesn't play till Monday. Alright. Four keys, please take them. Let's raise our hands. Father God, we love you. We thank you. We thank you for your written word. Father, we pray that the right card gets into the right hand, Lord, that our lives are changed so we may change others in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> All right. And now may God, the provider of green pastures and quiet waters, be peace in our hearts today. May Jesus, our guide on mountaintop and valley deep, be the hope in our hearts today. And may the spirit of truth and knowledge, comforter and friend, be the strength in our hearts today. Amen. Until we meet again, brothers and sisters, may God bless each and every one of you. Please stay safe, stay in his word, and stay connected to the well. God bless you all. Thank you.